You're listening to Once, episode 176, Heroes and Villains, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. Thank you very much for joining us. Pull up a chair, lie down, relax. We know you need some counseling right now. <laughs> At least if you're a Rumbell fan. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that was painful to see. It was painful for all of us, but I, I sensed that there was a, a great disturbance in the force a great a great sudden amount of weeping yeah i could feel it too (laughs) it was a lot of painful goodbyes in this episode and these are just our initial reactions so we're going to be a bit all over the place we'll have our upcoming full discussion and i'll tell you more about how you can send your feedback for that in a little bit but at first we were both thinking it was a slow-ish episode well yeah about 40 minutes in, I looked at you and said something to that effect that not a whole lot had happened and they only had 20 minutes. But the last bit was amazing, mm-hmm. was really good. And I think some some great twists. I like this way that they're turning things. It was in this episode as Rumpel was about to cast the spell to cleave himself from the dagger. <laughs> May we never have to hear that word again. I was thinking at that moment, oh, wait, I want him to cleave himself from the dagger, yes. But I just realized... (laughs) Only for plot's sake, of course. That means killing Hook. And I don't want Hook to be killed. (laughs) It didn't necessarily mean killing Hook, but for a second, I thought he was actually going to. Yeah. And I started to think, oh, that would need a lot of counseling, too. Right. But... I like this twist. I didn't anticipate this. I knew because there are certain spoilers I just can't avoid. I did know Cruella DeVille was coming. I did know Maleficent was going to come back uh, at some point. And I did know, um, who was the other one? Ursula. That we would see Ursula. I'd seen quite a few spoilers by this point. That kind of thing was a bit unavoidable. I got a little bit uh, sweaty every time someone mentioned Dalmatians. I was like, don't spoil it. Don't spoil (laughs) it. Play play cool. (laughs) But it completely was different from what I thought would happen. I was thinking maybe this portal would open up into Arendelle and then that would allow these other villains to come through. They would take over Storybrooke while... Rumple is out of Storybrooke. That's what I thought would happen. Like Hans in charge of Storybrooke? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes no sense. But I can see why you might think that. But I like the way that they're doing this now. I Mm -hmm. really like the way that they're doing this. The more I think about it, the more I like the twist that they're taking here. Yeah. That the villains are unionizing (laughs) and they're teaming up together, which we've never seen them do to this degree before. Right. I felt like Cruella didn't fit with the group. Yeah. In fact, I don't know how she's a part of the Enchanted Forest. <laughs> because she's a Disney character. She has... Oh, oh, wait. She's from fictional London. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in Disney's movie and in the story, Cruella DeVille has no magic. Here, she has magic. 
Because she did poof away. Ah, uh, but uh, she did, was not responsible for that poof. Maybe. But, you know, Maleficent poofed them all. Yeah, it could be. Cool to see Maleficent again. Didn't yeah. expect it to happen in that way. Looking a little more like a more recent rendition of Maleficent mm-hmm. from Disney. <laughs> I was thinking in this episode, as we saw her, I was thinking, oh, we're going to see the transaction that took place where Maleficent ended up with the Dark Curse. No, didn't see that. Although it was, she got it from Regina, not from oh, right. Rumble. So that's the transaction we may never get to see because they're probably yeah. thinking we've forgotten about it. No, we haven't we forgotten about haven't. it. I'm going to say we now have proof, or confirmation at least, that the author of the book is the sorcerer. Would you agree? Uh, I would agree, but not beyond the shadow of a doubt. Because they're only supposing that that museum, I mean mansion, was the sorcerer's house. Well, Rumpel did say he had good it reason. belonged to the sorcerer. And that was kind of just sitting on a table. And it wasn't the apprentice's house. But it begs the question, why is it in Storybrooke? Yeah. Would it not have enough protection to be guarded from this curse? Unless the sorcerer wanted it to come. Well, exactly. And what happened to the sorcerer? And all kinds of things. Maybe the sorcerer is Capman. Jeff Roney, you've probably thought of that already. <laughs> uh, well, he does have a pretty important cap. So what becomes of the people in the hat? Well, now the hat is still in Storybrooke, and they're probably going to figure out some way to reverse the hat's power Mm -hmm. and get everyone out of the hat, because Hook is going to tell them, I did this thing with this hat, and I sucked Uh in all the fairies into it, and there are other innocent people in them. We've got to get them out! (laughs) Except she doesn't talk that way. I'm glad the Hook thing didn't drag on. Yeah. They figured it out, and he was pretty strong against it. Yeah, I liked the way that he was kind of signaling Emma by gripping her arm like Mm -hmm. that. I took that as he was trying to tell her something's wrong. Right. But just quite couldn't. I'm glad he managed to make his hand work and not his hook, because that would have been messier. (laughs) I think all of those empty books in the library are really interesting. Again, further evidence that I think this author is the sorcerer. But those books in some way could be future stories or they could also be parallel universes or parallel potential outcomes. (laughs) No, that's just obsessive. Yeah. Well, I'm going to write down everything that could have ever happened ever. No. If you're the sorcerer, maybe you've got time for that. Well, maybe. I mean, he's got to be doing something when he's, well, I still think the apprentice is the sorcerer. Nah, I don't think so. Nah. Because the apprentice lived in a different house, and this was the sorcerer's house. Well, it was kind of a cover house. Maybe. It was kind of modest, you understand. Well, I'm not going to be modest when I say thank you very much for supporting this podcast. We really appreciate the donations that help keep the podcast running. For this episode, I want to thank Steve Johnson, Lisa Slack, David Newland, and Sarah Jane Bonney our new Patreon backer, which now on Patreon, that gets us up to $26.56 per episode. That means we've reached our first goal of $25 per episode. Yeah, So I can now upgrade the chat room. And I've been playing with the new chat room over on the forums and we might see it on the live page eventually. 
And it already the feedback has been pretty positive on it that it's working a lot better. It's a lot smoother and it works. Uh, it's nicer in how it functions and everything. It's a bit more predictable in certain cases. So that is thanks to your kind contributions that we reached that first goal over on Patreon. But we've got three different ways that you can actually four different ways that you can support the podcast. They're all over at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. Go over there and you'll see that you can donate a one-time donation of any amount, an automatic monthly donation of any amount, which is really what helps us the best. If you're trying to decide, choose the automatic monthly donation, and you can do that by PayPal or now securely by credit card. We can also receive contributions on a per episode basis through Patreon. And if none of those are feasible for you, then the other way you could help us is by shopping through our amazon.com affiliate link. We have affiliate links for the United States, for Canada, and for the UK, and all of the other countries too, but they're just not all on that page. If you need a specific country link, let me know and I'll give you that link for the affiliate. But that means that you can buy something from Amazon after you visit our link And then we get a portion of that back to us, 6%, 7%, something like that right now. And that's a way of supporting the podcast that doesn't cost you anything. So check out all of those options over at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And thank you again, Steve, Lisa, David, and our new Patreon backer, Sarah Jane. We really appreciate it. And we couldn't do this without you. Thank you. Thank you. I wondered about this gauntlet thing. It, It was... It reminded me a lot of the compass, the thing your heart truly desires versus... Except that it leads you to somebody else's. they Well, yeah, weakness, which is usually the thing they love most. Right. But not always. Well, in Gold's case, yes, it led to the dagger, but that it's not that he loves the dagger the most. He loves the power. That's definitely how she took it, though. Yeah. But it was certainly his weakness, and that dagger is his one and only weakness. True. Do you think he has magic now, outside of Storybrooke? I thought he might. For a minute, I thought six weeks later we'd see him having discovered that it actually worked in the short amount of exposure that he had. Although I suppose if it had worked, she couldn't have ordered him across the line. Yeah. Because he was obviously still connected to the dagger. I'm fairly certain he does not have magic because i don't think so his leg has stopped working again he's back to having to hobble around on a cane and i think this would just be a really cool approach to see him not have his magic having to work with villains who maybe they do have their magic because they arrived in our world through some means and they're not in storybrooke do you think ursula would be working where she's working if she had magic? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she just gets in the aquarium every now and then, and that's where she stays. <laughs> I'm kind of excited about this because we know two of the three. I'm not familiar with the actress playing Cruella, but the other two I know are very good. Mm-hmm. I think they picked great actresses for mm-hmm. those villains. Cruella looks like Cruella, the way that they colored her hair and her style and everything. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> I think it's great. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where that goes. Mm-hmm. But why uh, Why are they in our world that's and a, separate from Storybrooke? That's a big question. That's something that they're, at this point, they really need to address. How did these mm-hmm. characters from Enchanted Forest get to our world? Because we've seen the dragon 
yeah, that one for a while just seemed like kind of the fluke character that uh, let's hey look the shiny thing over here don't think about the dragon well (laughs) then now we have three other characters from storybrook or from the enchanted forest in our world outside of storybrook Mm -hmm. i have a little more this episode in particular restored a little more of my faith in story integrity i suppose simply because of the things the resolution I'm sure not permanent resolution, but where this has gone, all the things that I've been saying about Belle and Rumple and their relationship and how Belle is responding to it versus how I feel like she should probably respond to it. I think, I'm assuming that it's not permanent, but either way, I think this is very logical what happened was very logical. She was thinking for herself and being herself and standing up for herself and not just going, oh, well, you'll always be kind of evil, but you're my evil. <laughs> what? Like, turning a blind eye to all of his deception. Yeah. I mean, he's not loving her. She kind of had to figure that out. Um, you know, maybe before they got married would have been a good time to figure that out. Um, so premarital counseling guys, right. highly recommended. This is what happens when you don't get it. <laughs> you find out your husband is still uh, the dark one. No. Uh, and you have to curse him to walk across the town line, <laughs> which by the way, he kept his memories. So that yes. curse is gone, which that was kind of the only thing that was not totally ringing true for me. They're all you know, saying goodbye and you'll never be able to come back. It's not like we've already broken like 13 curses on the town line. It, it, I would see this more as an extended absence. And there was a true love's kiss at the town line between true. Robin and Regina. So wouldn't that be something that would break it because no. true love's kiss is supposed to break any curse or yeah, any spell. Yeah, but then you could have just like Snow and Charming running around and just getting near any curse that they needed to break and just kissing. <laughs> I think something has to be connected. The true love has to be connected somehow. Yeah. And speaking of Robin and Regina, though, that was painful. I mm-hmm. appreciate how it ended up because of the honorable thing. I know this is a, like they said, it's a messy, complicated situation. And for a moment I was thinking, Oh, the timeline is correcting itself. Like I predicted. And Marion is going to die thus freeing Robin, but But no, that's not the way it happened. Uh, Yeah. There's some, I mean, it is messy. It's just messy. It's weird. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with the, he needs to follow his heart speech. Right. And then and then he does, and that's kind of like a thing, and then he still ends up going across the town line with her. Which was extremely admirable. Yeah. Yes. It was, although I feel like given all that they'd just done, maybe they would have said, okay, you go across the town line because it's urgent, and then just like wait at this place down the road because you'll be fine there for a few hours while we find, you know, some someone else who wants to leave town and they, you know, maybe want to want to help you survive out there. I wondered <laughs> if maybe we would see Will Scarlet leave town to take care of Marion because mm-hmm. he was in the background there, right? But no, Robin. Mm-hmm. So that whole adultery thing 
seems right. to be over for a while, but there's still that thing about what Tinkerbell said that they are their true match, Robin and Regina. They will probably ultimately be together in mm-hmm. some way. It'll just be now a really long way of getting around to that. It's a burning red room. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, then the, I guess the big question is, did they go that route so that those actors wouldn't be in the last half of the season? Or is there something more integrated happening? Are they saving them for a later time? Or is it just part of the story? It could be something where Robin becomes some sort of a spy out there. He discovers what's going on with Rumpel and the ladies. We'll just call, call them uh, Rumpel's <laughs> angels. <laughs> I don't know if angels really works. <laughs> and he somehow comes back to Storybrooke or comes to the town line when Regina is there and he passes the message, just hoping that someone is on the other side to receive it. I don't know, something like that. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. But this whole thing of finding the writer seems to be everybody's goal now. Right. And I love that they started this storyline at the beginning of this season instead of making a clean break as they've done and going, well, Snow Queen's over. Now let's start this other thing that you've never even thought about and none of our characters have thought about. There also isn't a sudden new a sudden new villain in Storybrooke because that would just be too much. Like let him, and they let six weeks pass before he even approached Ursula, which means they've gotten to just kind of live for a little while. Yeah. They've had at least six weeks (laughs) to just be normal in Storybrooke. But it's more than six weeks for us. Apparently, (laughs) Yeah. It's March 1st is when Once Upon a Time will return for the rest of us. So it's going to be a long, much longer than six weeks. It is long. So start your countdowns now until March 1st. And we will be there with the live initial reactions and all of the regular stuff, too. We've also got some upcoming cool episodes, some bonus stuff. We're going to have our full discussion of this episode with Aaron, Jacqueline, Hunter, everybody that's available to discuss this episode in more detail. And we want your feedback too. What stood out the most to you? What are your theories about what's going on here? Email that to feedback at oncepodcast.com and put in the subject line, heroes and villains. Or you can call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. Or go to the website and send a voice message at oncepodcast.com through your computer or iOS device. Some of the other bonus stuff that we've got coming up after the full discussion. Actually, here's the way it's going to work. is We normally do our full discussion episodes on a Wednesday evening. This upcoming full discussion episode, if you're hearing this in time before then, it's actually going to be at the same time, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Thursday evening. At 6 p.m. Eastern on that same Thursday We are sharing our review of Into the Woods. Jeremy and I will get a chance to screen it, so we'll share our early review. If you're listening to the podcast and can't make the live show, then you'll get that review on the week of Christmas. We just have to wait to publish it. But we would love to share with you what we think of Into the Woods, as well as we'll be sharing what we think of Gallivant after we get to see all of those episodes and share some of our favorites from that that's a lot of stuff coming and other bonuses too 
over at oncepodcast.com. So please be a part of it. All of the contact information I shared with you, if you forgot all of it, it's at oncepodcast.com and the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 176. I thought that the the bell as grandma thing. Oh my goodness, I'm glad she put a stop to that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's. I guess maybe I'll be saying that a lot about Belle. I'm glad she put a stop to that. But Belle, by separating herself from Ripple, she's kind of not in this family as much. And I mean, she's still married to him. She's still grandma. Yeah. It's a weird <laughs> Or Belle. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Henry's grandparents are young enough to be his actual parents. And that seems to be his curse. I think that we've now seen the complete conclusion of the Elsa storyline. All of that frozen yeah. stuff. I mean, honestly, they couldn't even show the wedding because Disney may want the wedding in something else. Yeah. Frozen, the way they did it. Frozen you know, fever, maybe. Maybe, yeah. So they can show the wedding however they want to in other properties and that scene can still have happened. But I think they also had plenty of other stuff that they needed to fit into this episode. I agree. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting, though, is that they just walk through this door and then Anna turns around, realizes who it came from, and apparently still goes through. I'm glad it actually led where they thought. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could not have. Well, the sorcerer so far seems to be a good guy. Right, I suppose all they did was find it. They didn't really... Rumpel didn't create it. Right. Yeah, if if he could create it, then he would have created a door like that a lot longer ago. True. So we've got some interesting twists coming up in the episodes to come a long way, but we're still going to be bringing great content to you. So please make sure that you're subscribed over at oncepodcast.com. You can also leave ratings and reviews in iTunes and Stitcher. That encourages us and it helps other people find the podcast as well. And send us your feedback. Once again, just go to oncepodcast.com to find all of our contact information over there. And we'd love for you to connect with us on Twitter at oncepodcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. And I'm Jeremy Laughlin on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. Show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 176. And until next time, there's only one thing missing from my life right now. Clean clothes. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. We really couldn't do this without you. If you want to be one of them and make a one-time donation and an automatic monthly donation, which is what helps us the best, or a per-episode donation through Patreon, or you want to shop on Amazon through our affiliate link to give us a portion of what you purchase in a small percentage back to us, then go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And thank you for your support. And thank you for sharing the episodes with all of your friends.